Is anybody know the mission of our church? Our mission at Greater Grace Temple is to go out into the community and love the, with, with all our heart and love the community. Amen? It's to, with love, with the power of Christ, to go out into the community and show that love of who Jesus is. To go out, not to stay in, but to go out. Amen? Because what's happening is people are seeing such a distorted view of church, of what church is like. They have all of these reality shows of all these different types of preachers. And you got the preachers wide, you got the preachers of LA, you got all this stuff, and they're seeing a distorted view in their television. Amen? And that's the only church they're getting. And, and, and they see people playing with church, acting out, doing all kinds of st- certain stuff, and it's a joke. And so, why would they want to come to church? They just act just like us. They act like the world. And so I've been praying, and God had put a, a street on my heart. God had put a street on my heart. And as we were walking Friday, I walked with uh, 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 Brother Corey, who, who is leaving out, uh, the one we uh, talked about last Sunday, awesome, awesome young man. And we kind of walked the streets, me, him, and Jonathan, and we was handing out flyers. And, and I passed Maple Street, and God said, that's the street. That's the street. And I said, well, whatever you want me to do, God, whatever you want me to do on the street, he said, grab some young men. Teach them the four Gospels through and through. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Get deep into it. Teach them the Gospel so they can teach the Gospel themselves. Take those young men and begin to walk the streets of Maple Street. And he said, and, and, and you know when the Lord tells you something, it's so clear as day. It's not confusion. It's, not, it's just a straight up plan. Thank you, God. You know, you ain't got to guess on it. He said, take these young men, and he said, walk Maple Street. And he said, just pray for the first two weeks. He said, couple, take a couple of days. You go out, take these young men, you just walk the streets. You walk the streets, you play, you go out. Into the, he said, he told me to go out to the courtyard, play some basketball. He said, allow Maple Street to see your face for the next two, three weeks. Allow them to see your face. And then God says, once they see your face and get familiar with your face out there, He said, get you a speaker and a mic and begin to teach my word on the street. I said, all right, God. I went to Terry Gunn. I said, Gunn, do we have a mic and a speaker? (laughs) He said, yeah, all we need is some power. I said, okay. We getting ready to go on on a journey. I don't know what God is going to do, but I know what he can do. He is able to heal. He is able to restore. He is able to save. Amen. We've been praying for God to move, and I believe this is it. God is going to have his way, and it's going to be through our young people. Amen. So the title of the message today is Stepping into Your Anointing. Stepping into your anointing. Stepping into your anointing. 
And if you look under there, if you can see it, it says blessing, protection, empowerment. Can you say that with me? Blessing, protection, empowerment. Stepping into your anointing. You know, shepherds, they had a practice. If you ever wondered where the anointing or the oil, where the origin came from, shepherds had a practice because insects and lice, they called, the word is called burrow into the sheeps. And they burrow into the sheeps to kill, to kill the sheep. Amen. Once the insects or the lice burrow into the ears, it will kill the sheep. Okay. So what they did, so what they did was they, um, they took oil. Amen. There's my sheep. You see my sheep? Isn't it a great looking sheep? A wonderful looking sheep. I found that sheep on Google. It looks so cute. Cute sheep. Amen. So what they did was, so they poured out oil on the sheep's head, which made the wool slippery, making it impossible for insects or lice to burrow into the sheep's ear to kill them. Because of this, Jews use this as a way to bless or to show that they are chosen a sign of protection and empowerment to do a task or a work at hand. Amen. So they use the shepherds. You, you notice Jesus always used parables. He always used natural things to explain things that's going to happen within the what? Spiritual. Amen. So God, Jesus is using this natural thing that the shepherds do with the oil, and he's going to explain to us today what he's doing within the spiritual when he's talking about stepping into the anointing. Are you with me? So this is the way they kept the sheep from down. Now, what does burrow mean? Amen. Let's, Let's look at that word. That means a hole or tunnel dug by a small animal, especially a rabbit, as a dwelling, okay? So what these insects and these lice is doing, they're digging into the ears to live there. They're digging into the ears of the sheep because they want a place to stay. They want to live. They want a place to dwell in, amen? And so they... They dig into the ears and they find a dwelling. A dwelling is a home, a place where they want to stay. All right? Isn't that nasty? That's nasty. I heard uh, uh, there was one, uh, a time where um, a man's face was, I believe it was that one. But anyways, it was a time where a person was sleeping and... While he was sleeping, I'm about to mess y'all up. Y'all, y'all, y'all got to have faith because I'm about to tell y'all something. Y'all have faith, believe that the Lord is your protector because y'all got to sleep tonight. Amen. <laughs> there was a person that uh, while he was sleeping, an insect crawled into his ear. A spider crawled into his ear and made a dwelling within the ear and laid eggs within the ear. And what that insect did was, it, once it laid eggs, the man had migraines, had headaches, and it totally took him out. 
It took and destroyed him. It took over his body. It took control of him. It burrowed. Amen. It dug. It needed a place to stay. Oh, God, bless the saints in the name of Jesus that they will be able to sleep tonight. Keep them safe, God. Let them have sweet dreams, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. God is good. But I want you to understand something is that the oil, the anointing, the the oil was there to pour upon the sheep's head. And it started in the head and the lice and the insects, when they tried to climb up into the ear to find a dwelling, they could not because the oil represented so it was so slippery that the insects, it was impossible, impossible for the insects to find a dwelling there. They couldn't get to the ear. They couldn't get to the ear. Now, Jesus calls himself a shepherd. Amen. Let's let's go to um, John. Let's go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And let's look at verse 7. Okay, are you with me? John chapter 10, let's start at verse 7. 7 through 11, and we're going to jump to 14. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. It sounds like our insect friends, doesn't it? I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. Amen. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And it goes on to say in 14, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. Amen. Known by my own. Jesus is explaining this to something. As a shepherd, Jesus knows that evil spirits will try to get into your ear and dig his way to live. To cause a dwelling within your heart, within your mind, within your body, speaking into your mind, speaking into your ears. Jesus knows that the enemy and the evil spirits are trying to attack his people. Jesus knows it. Jesus knows that the evil spirits are trying to say that you're nothing, trying to say that you're a homosexual, trying to say that you'll never be nothing, trying to say that you're a womanizer, trying to say that you're addicted and you can't get off. It's trying to say that 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 because of, uh, of your past and because of what you've done, you will never be nothing. You will never amount to nothing. You will never change. You keep sinning. You keep messing up. Stop reaching. You might as well be evil. You might as well be who you are. You cannot change. 
change the enemy is trying to dig and cause a, himself a dwelling so he can live inside of you and he can keep speaking his stuff within your heart, within your mind. He wants to keep speaking. But Jesus says, I am the shepherd. And I know the one who is trying to kill you. I know the one who's trying to steal your mind. I know the one who's trying to destroy you. I know this one. And I'm asking you to come to me because I am life and you can have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I will give my life for you. I will make sure that this enemy will not take control of your mind. I will help you sleep at night. I will give you peace in the midst of the storm. I will give you joy. I will give you happiness. I will give you the power to overcome. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And guess what he said? He says, and I know my sheep. Do you know not know that Jesus knows you? Jesus knows each and every one of us. Jesus knows your character. He knows your heart. He knows what you're thinking. He knows when you're playing with God. He knows when you're serious. He knows when you keep making mistakes over and over and over again, but you're really trying, and then when you're really not trying, he knows that stuff. He says, I know my sheep. All of us are different here. And Jesus looked at the heart, and he's reading each and every one of our hearts. And he knows our struggle. He knows our weaknesses. And he looks into the heart and he knows when we're trying to reach and trying to make it. Jesus is saying, don't give up. I know you. When the enemy is speaking into your ear, he's trying to find a place to live and a place to stay and say, stop reaching. God doesn't know you. He hates you. You're sinning. You can't overcome this. But Jesus said, I know you. You're better than that. Come out. I know you. I know you. And once I get done with you, I am the good shepherd. I will shape you and mold you to the person you need to be. I will pour the anointing oil on your head. He is our shepherd. He is our shepherd. He is our shepherd. The enemy is trying to lead us to death. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, starting at verse 1. It says, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Everything that they've been taught being seared because they're listening to the world. They're not listening to God anymore. I want to listen. They're listening to what the world says. And when you begin to listen to what the world says, the enemy will start searing everything out that God is saying. Trying to take every, every word, every bit of word he can. He's trying to rip it out of your mind. Trying to rip it out of your heart. So you can forget when you're at your bottom. You can't say, God, you'll never leave me. No, forsake me. Help me. When you're in the midst of your storm, you can't say, I'm more than a conqueror. Why? Because you're following after the doctrine of demons. See, what happens with this is that 
This is how Bruce turned into Catherine. Caitlin. This is how Bruce turned into Caitlin. Everybody know Bruce? Because the spirit was tormenting him for years. It found a dwelling in him. Mm. It dug a place and it kept speaking and speaking. And guess what? He didn't have no oil to cause this demon to slip away. And it kept speaking to him and speaking to him. And guess what? He left it all to follow after what this insect, this lice, this demon has possessed him. And then now all of a sudden he followed it and said, take it over and call me Caitlin. He allowed the demon, he allowed the spirit to take control. If you don't step into your anointing under Jesus Christ, if you don't step under Christ and you allow the enemy to bury depression and fear and worry of who you are, saying you're nothing, saying you're an addict, saying you're a thief, and cause you to follow after those things, you have allowed the enemy to dwell within your heart and your mind. And at the end of it all, he wants to kill you. Just like the sheep. Did you know we're sheep? Why do you think Jesus used that example? We are the sheep. And the enemy is trying to dig and find a place to dwell in our heart and in our mind. In our mind. Speaking lies. Bruce was getting lied to. How many times have you been lied to? How many times have you heard those voices in your head trying to keep you down, trying to hold you down? Some of you have been praying for your children, and the enemy is telling you they'll never change. Keep praying for your children. The devil is a lie. Some of you praying for loved ones. Don't believe the doctrine of demons. God can do anything. And he's able. He's able. Because of this, mighty men and women can't hear the calling of their life. And some leave the faith because they want to be, because they want to do, uh, because they're not coming to the shepherd. Because of the doctrine of demons, because of the doctrine of demons, and and because these lies are being spoken, people leave the faith. People leave the faith, and now we are losing good men and good women of God because they heard something, and they follow something, or they've been hurt in the church, and the enemy is saying, you've been hurt by the church, get out, Jesus don't love you, and now you're out on the street doing the will of Satan. God is saying, stop being hurt. Come and get under my anointing. Let me teach you my word. Get into the word for yourself. Know me for yourself. Let me build a relationship with you so I can build you up and use you for my glory. It is time for you to step into the anointing. It is time for you to step into the anointing and allow all of those evil thoughts and those things, the evil doctrine that the enemy is trying to place in your mind and place in your heart to slip away. So you can be free. So you can be free. 
it's time for us to kindle our relationship with Jesus, our shepherd, and step into the anointing. Let's look at 1 John. I got 1 John up there. 1 John chapter 2, looking at verse 27. It says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. See, what, what God is saying, you don't need the world trying to teach you stuff because they're going to teach you the wrong thing. You don't need the world chopping at your ear, saying you this, saying you that, keeping you on drugs, keeping you on that alcohol, trying to say you need that to relieve yourself. You need this to relieve you. You don't need none of that. Stop allowing the world to teach you. That's what is happening to our young people. The world is trying to teach them. The world is trying to show them the way. But God is saying, listen, you don't need that teaching. You need to to teach and know that I abide in you. I abide in you. He said, and you and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. He he, want to make sure he cover everything. Because the enemy got all kind of stuff he's going to try to place in your heart, place in your mind, place this. He's going to use that. He's going to use all kind of stuff to come on the media. And God is saying, look, I'm going to cover everything. I'm going to say concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. This anointing, this shepherd has given you something. The shepherd is saying, I abide in you. The anointing is there. The anointing is there inside of you if you accept me, if you adhere to me, if you adhere me. I'm telling you, the anointing is there for you. You can have it. It's at your grasp. Are you tired of lice and insects and, and the doctrine of demons torturing your mind, torturing you until the point of death? Are you tired of depression? Are you tired of fear? Are you tired of worry? Are you tired of your addictions? Are you tired of this stuff? It's time for you to step into your anointing. Time for you to step into your anointing. Who is this shepherd? We need a good teacher. You know what? If you ever had a teacher and he was a good teacher, then all of a sudden you get a sub. We got a sub today? When the sub comes, people act up because he can't teach right. Oh, he don't teach like so-and-so. They feel like they can get away with stuff. See, when you're not under the anointing, when you're not under Jesus' teaching, you're under, he is the masters of all teachers. And if you allow yourself to get under a sub-teacher, which is the enemy, he ain't really going to watch you. I I was, uh, man, I think it was my daughter. (laughs) She said, I think it was her. She said it was a teacher, a sub-teacher, and the sub-teacher was yelling at the kids about something, but the teacher was in there asleep, doing his own thing, yelling at the kids for nothing. Somebody taped him. Somebody, somebody taped him. Somebody taped him, and when he went, and so when he went to complain on the kids, they wasn't listening to me. Da, 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 da. One of them kids pulled out that tape. Boop. You see him, he's asleep. We was good, teach. The enemy doesn't care about you. 
He don't care. Act wild. I don't care. I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid because I got your soul. So act how you want to act. So who is this good master, this good shepherd that wants to take care of us? In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and, the, and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. This shepherd that we have has the power of God, the spirit of good healing and healing those who are hurting, finding those who are oppressed by Satan, by the spirit of Satan. He's finding those who are oppressed and he's coming along and he's saying, you can be set free. You can be delivered. Come, I am the good shepherd. Come and follow after me. Are you tired of being oppressed? Are you tired of being held down? God, I'm trying to tell you what you're trying to see. What you need to see is that people in our community, people on our streets, they're oppressed. They're hurting. They don't have an answer. I remember uh, um, our sister Tanya Gale told a testimony when she was jogging. I believe it was her. And she heard a woman on the phone, and the woman on the phone was saying, it was talking to her, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the woman on the phone was saying, just sell your body. That is the answer they have in our community. That is what the world, the devil is teaching them. Sell your body, thieve, steal, kill, destroy. That is what the enemy is teaching. And if we're not in the streets and telling them that there's another way, they are going to die. Under the enemy. Jesus came to oppress the devil. Jesus came. He wasn't in no synagogue. Jesus was walking the streets. He told his disciples to go. Go out there. Tell them that there's another way. Tell them that there's a better way. You are blessed, protected, and chosen to be empowered. To be empowered under God. God has chosen us, saints. To be blessed, to be protected, and chosen to be empowered. I call these young men to let them know that you are chosen. To be blessed, to be protected, to be empowered. It's order, it's it's up to you to accept this. It's up to you to say, I'm willing to follow. It's a big tax because guess what? Your whole lifestyle got to change. People are going to see you in the schools. People are going to see you on the street. There's some things that got to change. But God has called you. You are chosen by God. That's why God has put you on my heart. But it's order for you to accept what we're getting ready to challenge this summer. In Psalms chapter 45 and verse 7, it explains that you are blessed. It says, your love, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Because you want to be right, because you're striving to be right, and you hate wickedness, therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Thank you, Jesus. 
you, when you're under the anointing, when the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit begin to pour the anointing on your head, the enemy is going to try to grab, but you'll say, no, I love righteousness. I hate wicked. And so the Lord begin to pour the oil on your head and the wickedness will try to control your mind, but it can't. It just keeps slipping. Why? Because I love righteousness. And every time the insect or the lice or the disease try to attack your mind, it can't because the oil has been poured on your head. The anointing is poured on your head. And what are you being blessed with? I'm being blessed with gladness. I'm being blessed with joy. That's why you can go through your storms and your trials and your tribulation. Why? Because you are blessed by the oil of gladness. You are blessed by joy. And so when people look at you, they may not understand when you're going through something. How do you have a smile on your face? Because I've been blessed with the oil of gladness. I've been blessed with the oil of joy. And people looking at you in your circumstances, still hopping around, still praising God, still on fire, still loving Jesus. And they're looking, why are you so happy? Why are you so glad? Why are you acting in that manner? You know, I saw something once. I saw something once. It was, it was something on TV I was watching. I think I was watching some cartoon or whatever. You know, you got to watch cartoons when you get kids. You got you to watch cartoons sometimes. Sometimes they're pretty good. Sometimes they're better than the adult stuff. Amen? They're better than the grown-up movies. And so I was watching this. Uh, I was watching. Now, now you know what? I, the Lord told me to say this. He said, when I say adult movies, get it straight. Amen? That I'm talking about, you know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen? Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. God says, you know, all I ways get an understanding. Amen. 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 So I was watching this cartoon and and uh and so this 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 character, he all he had was a piece of paper. And the other character, they had the ship, the plane, they had all the bells and whistles and he was flying the plane around oh man he had the good toy and this other character only had a piece of paper and he made that piece of paper look so good he was flying that piece he was like woo making that paper it was just a piece of paper and he was playing around with it and then that boy with the other with the other nice toy or whatever he had he was looking at the boy with the had so much joy with the piece of paper he said I want that I want the piece of paper what do you want? I, can I? What can I do to get that? I want that. Because the other boy has so much joy with the little he had. People are going to look at your life and they're going to say, look, I ain't got a big heart. I ain't got this. I ain't got, but I still got joy. What do you got? I want that. And you can tell them it's not the paper, but it's the joy that I've been blessed with deep down inside of my life. So you could give me a rock and I'm happy. I'm happy. The anointing blesses us with the joy of gladness. And you know what else it does? It's, it's a protection. God said this twice about his anointed. 
twice in Scripture. In, in 1 Chronicles 16 and 22, he says, saying, do not touch. He said, do not touch my anointed. Amen? He said, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Again, in Psalms 105 and 15, he says, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. He was talking to those kings and all those people that were trying to attack his people. He said, don't touch them. Do not touch my anointed one. They are doing the work, my work. They are doing what I told them to do. So if you try to come in and attack them and they call on me, you're in trouble. Don't touch my anointed ones. Don't touch my prophets. Give them no harm. So when the enemy tries to come in and try to attack your body, try to attack your mind, when God has anointed you to do his work, God is saying, I am right there saying, do not touch my anointed ones. But you have to step and get into the anointing. If you're not under the anointing, you have no protection. But once you step into the anointing, once you step under Jesus Christ, there is a guard, there is a shield over your body. So anything that happens, any pain, you go through you are protected under the blood of Jesus Christ and when you're protected under the blood of Jesus Christ you are protected and God is saying do not touch my anointed you can't cause them no harm matter of fact if they die they will rise again my anointed are protected my anointed are protected that's why I tell you saints do not have any fear when you're doing the work of God do not have any fear when you're stepping out on faith. Do not have any fear when, you're, when you want to live the right life, when your friends may disown you, people may leave you. Your friends may say, man, I don't want to deal with that. Man, you, you, you a holy roller, you this, you that. You need to step out on faith and believe that God has protected you, that God has you, that God will always be with you no matter where you are in life. He will be with you. Not only does he protect us, but he also empowers us. So he blesses us, amen? He blesses us. He protects us. And now, let's look at the scripture where it talks about how he empowers us, amen? And that's in get Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. I'm closing with this. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recover the sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed. And it goes on to say, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. God the anointing that the shepherd is pouring upon our heads. He wants to bless you with the joy of gladness. He's telling you, I will protect you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You are protected. I've told the enemy, do not touch my anointed. And now I want to empower you. 
Empower us to do what, God? I want to empower you to spread who I am. I want you to, I want to empower you to follow the good shepherd. I want to empower you to go out and tell the oppressed that they can be set free. I want to empower you to heal those that are sick. I want to empower you to open the eyes of the ones who cannot see a way out because you know a way out, but they need to know a way of an escape. And God has called you to open up their eyes so they can see a way out of this destructive world. God has called you to open up their eyes and say, God, use me. Give me the words to say. Bless me, God. Use me, God. I see the oppressed. The oppressed is all around me. The oppressed is on the streets. The oppressed is in my job. The oppressed is in the grocery store. God, use me that I may stand and call upon your name. You have empowered me. You have anointed me to speak life in those individuals, to speak goodness, to speak faith, to speak encouragement, to rise them up like never before and let them know the acceptable year of the Lord. This is God's time. He wants to empower you to let the world know it's my time. To give God everything. You are anointed. Young people, you are anointed. You are anointed. And I'm leaving it up to you to accept this. And we're going to talk after service. But I want you to talk to your parents before we go forward. But I'm going to talk to you. And it's going to be up to you. But God has anointed you. He has blessed you. He has empowered you. And God is going to use you. And he's going to protect you. Let us stand, saints.